Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Where did I get this authority from? God gave you his authority to use, and God wants you to start using the authority he gave you. Amen? Well, this is what you got to realize about life. God gave you his authority so you could overcome in the earth. Now, this is a big thing, and you better get this. 1 Peter 5 and 5. In the same way, you younger ones, look at it, it says here, should willingly support the leadership of the elders in every relationship. Each one of you, what? Must wrap yourself around the apron of what? A humble servant. Now, humility just means this. Now, if I did this in the church and said, hey, is anybody in this church humble? Raise your hand. Nobody would raise their hand because we don't really know what humility is because if you raise your hand and say you're humble, that would mean you're not humble. Right? If I said, hey, if you're humble, raise your hand. No hands would go up because everybody would look at you and go, ooh, you're not humble. That's, that's pride. That's pride. You got pride. If you say you're humble, you're full of pride. No. Humility, if you ask me, are you humble, I'd say, yes, I am. Why? Because humility, biblical definition means this, that I've withdrawn from my own opinion, I've yielded from my own opinion, and I've changed my mind to agree with only what God says. Now, I'm not saying we always function in that, but are you prideful means to what? Basically, exalt your, exalting your opinion above God's opinion. That's what spiritual pride is. Well, I know the Bible says, but my situation says, well, wait a minute. God resists the proudful, but gives grace unto the humble. So you got to be careful that you don't enter into this world of, you know, but, I, the, but the Bible says this, but my circumstance is that, and I agree with my circumstance more than I agree with my biblical position. That's dangerous. Now, we didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, no, you cannot give voice to your feelings because your feelings are not real. Oh, yeah, they are. I feel it. No, they're not. If I could change what you focus on, I'll change what you feel. Your feelings are lies, man. Come on, man. You better get this. You're not in touch with my feelings. I don't want to touch your feelings. I want to fix your feelings. Now, that's, now people, you know why people get mad about that? You know why? Because they want to have emotional response. And once you get to the word of God, there is no emotional response. Your emotional response is out the window, and truth supersedes your emotional response. Now, God feels what you feel, and God is compassionate, and he loves you. And God's cool. You could be in there like, God, you stink. I think you're a jerk. You could be straight with God. He's cool with it. He's got big shoulders. He don't care. He's cool with it. Like, I go in there like, you better get it going. What are you doing? Right? I give him a hard time. You know, I tell him how it is, and he tells me right back like, yeah, okay, like, you want to play here? Let's go. Right? And we have a monologue and dialogue, but God what? He doesn't give me an emotional response because once he gives me truth, there is no more emotional response. Emotional currency is gone the moment truth shows up. Now I got to make a decision. So what happens is if you're not careful, you're getting this rodeo with the enemy, and that joker's a clown, and he's got nothing better to do all day long than occupy your mind space and make you believe stuff that's lies. Well, this is how you feel about me. Have you ever done this? Have you ever, like, had a relationship with somebody or been in someone's presence 
or been in a spot and you think like they're mad at you or they're like upset with you or something like, or you didn't think somebody liked you. You know what I mean? Like you like, ooh, I don't think you like me. I didn't think you liked me. But you looked at me that one time in church, I didn't think you liked me. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, oh, no, I didn't. you were sizing me up. I seen you looking at me. I didn't think you liked me. No, somebody told me you didn't like me, so I didn't like you because they told me you didn't like me, so you didn't think they liked me. I didn't like you. Where do we get this stuff? We're on their head. Married people know what I'm talking about. Come on, right? Come on, man. He's quiet. You're like, what's the matter with you? She's like, nothing. I'll stop. Y'all lying in church. You know, how you ever get out of this building without burning? I don't know. You're lying in church. You know what I'm saying? You come home and she's like, well, you're like, here we go. What? Nothing. <laughs> come on, right? You girls know what I'm talking about. Nothing. I'm okay. And you're like, no, you're not. No, you know, you're like, no, no there's not, something's wrong. What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. Here we go. Come on. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about? The grumpy pants? You know what I'm saying? Listen, I'm not picking on it, but what happens is we get in these arenas in our mind and we think all this crazy stuff. Where did heaven this stuff come from? Who told you that? I feel like Adam. <laughs> Who told you that? I'm naked and afraid. <laughs> right? <laughs> Who told you that? Did you eat in a tree? Yeah. Now all of a sudden you got a voice you never heard before. Where are these voices coming from? Who's producing this mess? If you bow low, look at verse 6. If you bow low in God's awesome presence, he will eventually exalt you if you leave the timing in his hands. That's a tough one, ain't it? I'm about ready for this to be over with. How about you? <laughs> I'm about ready for promotion. How about you? Nobody else? Okay. I'm ready for it to happen now. If God would become instant, I'd be excited. You know, that day, I hate that scripture. A day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. Oh, great. What century are we on now? Well, you just learn to trust him. But look what it says here. Keep reading. Pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there. For he always tenderly cares for you. You know what I'm saying? Pull that in. Leave your worries and your stress there. Let them just see that one more time. Just, just pour out all your worries and your stress upon him and leave him there, for he always tenderly cares for you. Okay, isn't that good? Look right here. Now watch verse 8. We're going to roll into this. Be well balanced and always alert, because your enemy, the devil, roams around incessantly like a roaring lion, looking for his prey to devour. Right? Think. And take a divisive stance against him. Resist every attack with strong, vigorous faith. For you know, everybody's experiencing the same kind of stuff. Okay? Point number one, write this down. Don't ever forget this. And remember this for the rest of your life. You only have one enemy and it's not God. That sounds so simple. But isn't it the truth when you start going through it, you start asking yourself, well, what's going on here? What lesson Nah, bump all that garbage. Let me explain something to you. God is not leading you through drama to teach you something. Now, have, now listen to me. You got to really pay attention because this is really big. This is important. Okay? And I want you to stay here with me just in your mental spot. You guys are smart. You can do this for a while. Now, watch this. And everybody 
kind of hone in and we can get there. Has the devil ever tried to use your past against you? There you go. Where'd that come from? See what I'm saying? Well, you did this, so you got to deal with that. No. Well, you were like this, and now we got to deal with this. No. Well, this was like this, and that was like that. No. Why? Because you're in this mess. How about this one? Maybe he's told you this. You're in this mess because your own actions. You ever hear that one? Oh, you're in this season of life because your own actions. And God's not going to teach. Now, listen. The Bible says if you're off a little bit in your heart, the Bible says this. This is how it says If your heart condemns you, fix it. If your heart condemns you not, you're cool. What that means is he wants you to be spirit-led. Does that make sense? Be led by the spirit, not of the flesh. So what is he saying? If you know, like maybe you're a little ugly sometimes. You ever get in the flesh? You know, you kind of overstep, kind of get a little bit. I never have done this. But some of you that have, some of you that are repetitive sinners, you know what I'm talking about. You maybe said something with your mouth you shouldn't have said, and you need to repent. If your heart makes you kind of go, you shouldn't have really said that. You need to fix it. Repent. If your heart condemns you not, you're good to go. Does that make sense? So you judge yourself like, I should have maybe never said that. So if you feel like you shouldn't have said something or did something or acted a certain way, you need to what? Kind of ask God to forgive you. After you ask God to forgive you, move on. But have you not heard the enemy say this to you? The reason why you're here is because of your actions. That's not true. God doesn't use that stuff. God does not use your past actions to produce brand new spiritual fruit for you. Doesn't work. Doesn't do it. No, he doesn't do it. He teaches you through guidance and through this. He doesn't teach you through punishment. And the problem is what happens? Watch this. You ready for this one? Don't even try to ask. You ever hear this one? Don't even try to ask God for help because you got in this mess by yourself. Now you got to get yourself out. Been there? Been there? I did it, so now I got to figure out how to get out of it. No, that's not true neither. This is good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you, you did it, so now you got to fix it. I ain't fixing nothing. Even if I did jack it up. Why? Because guess what? God is cool with helping you out no matter what. See, some of you take it. Watch. I'm going to show you, right? Check this out. Oh, God. God's not going to help you. God won't help you because you're reaping exactly what you sown. Baloney. Have you ever heard these kind of accusations from the enemy? God is love. That ain't God. You made a mistake? Repent. You made repetitive mistakes? Repent. Move on and notice that God's for me. He's not against me. The problem is this. We, how are you going to have faith for God to help you if you think God's the guy giving you the problems? I'm preaching way better than your amen to me. Let it settle in. You know it's true. Well, you know, what? you don't get to a place of real faith until you figure out God's for me, man. Even when I am jacked up. God's good no matter what. When I was no good, God's still good. And you ready for this one? This is going to be real good. Even when I know the truth and I choose to do the opposite, he's still for me. And he ain't teaching me no lesson through it because God's good. You say, well, where is spiritual growth? Spiritual growth is not found in punishment. Spiritual growth is found in instruction. And God's cool with giving you repetitive instruction until you get it. He's not teaching you through pain or punishment. You got that? So I got my place of faith. You say, I'm jacked up. We all jacked up. Praise God. You want to know where spiritual growth comes from? Spiritual growth, do you know the difference between correction and punishment? It's good stuff. I'm going to help you. 
You know the difference between correction and punishment. Punishment is the penalty for the past. Correction is training for your future. So God doesn't come with punishment. He comes with correction. You correct your children. You don't punish your children. You correct. I correct. I try to steer and lead and guide. I correct. I don't punish. Punish is what? Because of your past. Correction is for your future. You don't, you don't punish her. You correct her to steer her in the way she should go. That's good parents. What parent gives you ask for bread, they give you a serpent. Jesus said that's crazy. Punishment is a penalty for the past. Correction is training for the future. Correction is discipline, not punishment. When something bad happens, we all think what? God is punishing us when God is actually sometimes only trying to correct us. God brings correction, not punishment. So if this thing's got anything to do with punishment or you're in this messed up season, the enemy is tricky, man. He's sneaky. Yeah, he's slippery. I don't like nothing that slithers. I don't like slithery. People are slithery. I don't like that. Right? What do we do? How can it? God doesn't punish anybody. Jesus has already taken all his punishment on him so we don't have to take it on us on the cross. Every sin you ever committed and will commit has already been paid for. So God doesn't punish us for our sins, but he corrects us sometimes. Correction's different, right? Here's what you got to realize and understand this. Jesus understands his correction is the evidence of love, not punishment, okay? Because he doesn't want you to keep going in the wrong direction. That's all that is. So if God's correcting you, guess what? But sometimes we don't have a place for our faith to stand because we think, well, maybe God's trying to teach you. God ain't teaching you nothing with nothing evil. So you know what I'm saying? Get to a place of faith and understand the enemy's got nothing better to do. And I'm going to tell you something about these words, adversary, enemy, all these things. Most of the time, we don't know what they mean, so we don't know where they come from. Let me show you this. Ready for this? This is big, right? I think you're going to like this. What does that word mean when you see the word to be vigilant? You know what vigilant means? Be sober and be, be vigilant. What do you mean vigilant? You know what that means? To be watchful, to be attentive, to basically have a watchful attitude of a person who's on the lookout to make certain no enemy or aggressor can successfully gain entry into his life or place of residence. Did you hear that? Say, Oh, are you talking about my house? No, I'm talking about your head. This is your earthly house. Are you, laying, are you staying vigilant to make sure he don't slip in your head? Lies, deceptions, God ain't going to do it, drama. You, know, you ever go in a bad neighborhood? You ever been, some of you know what I'm talking about, right? You've been in a bad neighborhood? Some of you need to get out more. But anyway, when you go into a bad neighborhood... Come on, right? What do you do? You're alert. You're highly more alert in the bad neighborhood than you are in a good neighborhood. Why? Because there's no danger in a better neighborhood. So what are you doing? You're staying vigilant. You're watching. You're looking around. You know, number one thing, like we had these, uh, you know, we had this guy come, you know, self-defense, kind of like, you know, thing, you know, come and, you know, they're really good at what they do. And the number one thing everybody ever said that's really good, they're like, you need to be, you need to understand your surroundings. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I yell at everybody in my house because they ain't paying attention to nothing. I, my head's on a swivel, but they're on their phone. I'm like, you need to pay attention where you are, right? 
So what is the number one rule of a person? You know, it's funny. It was really hilarious to me. These, the one guy that came was like one of the best guys in what he knows. It's like Krav Maga. You ever see that stuff? That's that Israeli special forces stuff. The guy's like dangerous. The guy could like kill you with his hands. You know, training police officer. He's not like going to do that. But he like gets in, like nunchucks you in the face and like leaves. And I'm thinking like this guy's a bad man. And he's like, I am aware of my surroundings and I flee the area. I'm like, you flee the area. Like you're like Chuck Norris and you know, like, you know, multi-Swiss Army knife, kill somebody with your bare hands. I was like, I'd be looking for a fight if I was you. You're trying to get away from them. Why? Because I am watching my surroundings, and I'm leaving an environment that could become volatile. That's a smart man. Okay, here's what I'm saying. These guys are doing this in the natural. What are you doing in the spiritual? Are you paying attention? Are you vigilant in your daily? Where'd that? What's the enemy's tools? Thoughts, ideas, suggestions. He ain't coming in there like this. Hey, let's fight. Wake up. The weapons are your warfare. They're not carnal. They're, they're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. Thoughts, imaginations, suggestions. He ain't running there. Put up your hands. Let's knock one another out. This ain't UFC. This is the kingdom of heaven. He's trying to get in your ears. He's trying to get in your eyes. He's trying to get in your head. He's trying to get in your body and say, oh, this God ain't going to do this. God ain't going to do that. God can't do this. God can't do that. Who in the heaven are you listening to? And you're walking around like a punching bag getting knocked out. Not with physical blows, but word blows. And you can't even get up because you're shot out because you've been eating this stuff in your head when God all the while said, rebuke that mess. Because you're not what you think. You got to identify that thought. Where did it come from? That is not who I am. Who told you that? I'm not picking on you. I'm just excited. No, we're going to win around here, man. You know, they were laughing. I was kidding. You know, someone said, you know, this morning I was a little ornery. I'm going to throw everybody against the wall sooner or later. You're like, you're going to throw me against the wall? Yeah. Throw you against the wall and get some life into you. Come on. Stop it. The enemy's trying to wear you out with his mouth. Start opening your mouth and tell him what's up. Yeah, now we're going to fight. Not like this. Let's have a word fight. How many are you real good with your mouth? Yeah. Let's have a good mouth fight. Come on, you want to fight? I bind you, devil. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And then when all else fails, hit him with the haymaker. I plead the blood of Jesus against you. I bind that thought. I bind that talk. I bind that in Jesus' name. I, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You start having a word fight. Come on. I'm too tired. That's because your spirit's weak. And you're like, Pastor Chris, I don't know about all that tongues and all that stuff. You people are weird for me. You know, I ain't all Pentecostal. You know, I'm cool. We were Baptists. You know, we chilling. We come to your church. We like you. You're animated. You make me laugh. But I don't know about, nah, nah, nah. I'm strong in spirit. You got to get strong in spirit. How, oh, we see, here's the thing. You're going to be weak in spirit. Listen, a proverb says this. A strong man's spirit can sustain him through bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit nobody can bear. Did you get that? Do you understand what that means? I'm going to say it again. A strong man's spirit could sustain him through bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit nobody can bear. You want to know why you're coming under? Because you got a weak spirit. How do I get my spirit strong? How do you get strong in life? You got to eat spiritual food. 
you got to put that word in, and you got to go get filled with the Holy Ghost, and you got to put a little time praying in the Holy Ghost. And all you Holy Ghost people better start putting some time praying in the Holy Ghost. I don't know nothing about no Holy Ghost. Uh, the Bible says this in Jude verse 20, building up your most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost. How many know God knows more about it than we do? Just do it anyway. I don't, ha- I don't got it. I don't, I, I don't know if I want it. I, 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 I don't know if I want to do it. I, I know this. You lock me in a room with the devil. I'm coming out. Amen. Amen. Like David with his head in my hand, slaying giants. You're going to be a giant slayer. That's what you are. Who in the heaven you think you are? Where are you anyway? You know, I was laughing, right? They always, you know, they're telling you, like, you know, your Ancestry.com. God bless you with all that stuff. You know what I mean? God, that's great. Get the plaque. Tell me where you came from. Do all that. I told you in the morning, right? I went there. It was funny. I went to Italy. They're like, oh, you got from the town. I said, yeah, that's great. Wonderful. I came from heaven. Where'd you come from? You're from heaven. Seated with him in heavenly places, far above all principality and power, might and dominion, rules of darkness, spiritual wickedness, and hide all this crazy mess. You're far above it. You're in the body. He's the head. You're the body. You're in Christ. Stop being in Chris and being Christ. Come on, man. That's what you got to get. You got to figure out where you belong. I'm an alien. You're an alien. You're a different kind of person. Never been one like you before. You ain't from this earth. You don't talk like an earth person. You talk like a God person. I call those things that be not as though they were. I speak things into existence. God puts things in my heart to release from my mouth and create in the earth. I have the same creative force as God. Because you've got the same Holy Ghost that was with him in the beginning. Heaven's heaven above the heavens and the earth. Creating and being. That's what you do. You declare and you decree. This is who you are. Oh, I don't, I don't, I, 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 I don't really believe that about me. You better start because that's who you are. That's what you do. That's who you are. But I got to realize this. What? God, God's for me. God ain't against you. That's big. I'm telling you, man, because people don't know this, right? Boom. Number two, write this down. Stop thinking I must have done something to cause this. When stuff shows up, stop this. I must have done something to cause this. No, man, the devil's crazy. You didn't do nothing to cause this. Well, you know, I, I should have never, never married so-and-so. Well, guess what? We can work them out. I should, no, man, I'm telling you, this is a real deal, man. Some of you people know what I'm talking I should have never had. I should have never did. We should have never this. We should have never that. I should have never, should have never, should have never, would have never, could have never. Forget it. Stop it. What have I done that caused this? Nothing. Cut it out. Well, Pastor Chris, isn't there something about you reap what you sow? Listen to me, man. You might have reaping and some sowing of some stuff, but you ain't reaping and sowing and getting punishment and nonsense and God bringing his junk. Cut it out. God didn't do it. Somebody shows up sick, you're like, well, we must have done, nah, 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 nah. So got a rough season, nah, 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 nah. Look what James says, man. Look at the James and read what James said. He said, count it all joy when you fall. Let me tell you what King James says, and then we'll get into this. He said, count it all joy when you fall into various struggles and tests and temptations. They don't, right? He said, but every way got a way to get you out of this mess. Don't get wavering in your head. God didn't bring it. I'm going to read the whole thing to you. It's going to read better, but I just want you to know. This is where he said, count it all joy when you fall into various trials and temptations. 
Oh, yeah, let's do right. Everybody's like, yay, another trial and temptation. Welcome to the club. No, count it all joy. Why? Because you're bigger than the test. You're bigger than the trial. You're bigger than the stuff. You're bigger than it all. Didn't I tell you a couple weeks ago, if it's in front of you, you can handle it. Otherwise, God wouldn't let it. You better get that one down pat. Look what it says right here. You got this one? Are you here? My fellow believers. Yes. When it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, I have not mastered this yet. If you have, come counsel me. See it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. Wow. Flip the script. It shows up and go what? This is going to be great to see me get out of this one. Come on, man. That's what it's about. He said, count it all joy. Now, remember we read that thing? God tried it. God tested it. God filtered it. He brought it before you. That means you can handle it. So it's in front of you. You can handle it. Are you getting me? If it's in front of you, you can handle it. Come on, right? Look what it says. So good. For what? You know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. Leave that up there just for a bit. Let that settle in. Let that marinate, meditate, kind of like hang out there. So when my faith gets tested, it stirs up ability. you waking up the giant. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Man, here it comes. And now all of a sudden they think, oh, no, no. you waking up the giant. You should have left me alone. Devil, you should have left me alone. Don't make the dog come off the porch. You should have let that dog sleep. Come on, man, you poke the bear. Don't poke the bear. Come on, right? You know what I'm saying? He's up in here. Look at this mess. You're like, I'm about ready to whip out some tongues on you. Glory to God. Don't make me get up. You know what I'm saying? Luca was fighting me the other day, you know. He tried to fight me all the time. And, man, he tried to get me. I pulled his hair and ran away. I was like, bro, look, you fighting an old guy, man. I want to win. I'll poke you in the eye. Get away from me. I yanked his hair and ran. She's like, why are you running away? He's like, I don't want you getting me. You're too big. Right? He's carrying me around the house the other day like I'm a rag doll. I said, this is not fair. I'm going to get Tony to get you. Right? But I was laughing. We were having fun. I said, look. I said, look at me. I said, you come at me. I'm going to get away. I'm going to survive, man. Right? You know what I'm saying? We kid around. I love the kid. He was in the back. I was giving him a hard time about how I was picking him. He's a good boy. And I was laughing. And I said, look. I said, here's what you got to realize with the enemy. He is coming at you every way trying to test you and challenge you, you standing there, you got to understand that he don't play fair. You can't just sit there and entertain this stuff in your head. you got to get rid of it. So look what he said. He said, stuff's coming. And what? And then as your endurance grows, who in the heaven wants to grow in endurance? No one. But how do you get strong? If you don't run the routes, lift the weights, and do the stuff, man, you ain't going to bench no, come on, bro. How are you going to get strong? You got to push something. You get over there at five pounds. You got to go to 10 sooner or later. I don't care if you go to seven and a half, but you, got, you want gains? You got to put more weight. I don't want that much weight. Then you don't really want to make gains. Oh, you want to make money? You got to walk through pressure. Okay. Oh, you want to get married? Thank you. You want to get married? Let's kill all my love. Okay, you ready? Because half of you dead, and then you're going to have a kid, and the rest of you dies. 
So you want to be a walking corpse? Go for it. Tell me when you're signing up, baby. Then he come to me. No, the one, oh, ever tell you that one nitwit showed up in my office? Oh, my God. What a nitwit. This joker shows up. He said, I got to have a counseling session. I got to have a counseling session. I said, all right, yeah, get on the schedule. I can tell already I'm going to have to fix you. He come in there. He's all, man, he's like, Pastor Chris, you don't understand. I need me time. I said, you need, husband, you know. I said, oh, you need me time? He said, I got to have me some me time. You know, she want this, she want that, she want this, she want that. Listen to me, young guys, you're going to need this, right? So I said, oh, me time? Yeah, so I'm telling you, I told Pat, same thing, bro. Same thing. I told Pastor Liz, I need me time too. He said, that's what I'm talking about. I need me some me time. I said, yeah. I said, I got me time every day. He said, that's what I'm talking I'm trying to train her. I need me time. I said, bro, I put my foot down with her, and I told her, I need me time too. He said, that's what I'm talking about. How'd you do it? I said, hey, bro, let me tell you when me time starts. My me time starts when my head hits the pillow, and then when my eyes open up, my me time is over. You moron. Are you an idiot? I called him an idiot. I did. And I didn't have no problem with it, and God forgave me. I said, are you a complete idiot? You don't get no me time, bro. You don't get no me time. You're a man. Act like one. Oh, I got to have me time. I was lucky I didn't slap him. Me time. Are you crazy? Where do people get these ideas? Me time. You a dude. Everybody want to be the authority. You ain't got no me time. You ain't got none. The only time we're going to get me time is when me and you are counseling one another. (laughs) Ain't no me time. Eyes open up. Me time's over. Head went to bed. Me time started. How'd that work out? Did that feel good? Yeah, because ain't nobody else caring, right? Hello? You better get ready. You, get, you better ready to get married. You need, you need to stay with me. Get a fade out. Come on. Where are these ideas coming from? Read this. I don't know how we got on that. It was a bunny trail. The bunny trails are better than the preaching. And then what? And the endurance grows stronger. It will release perfection in every part of your building. <laughs> oh, my God. Until what? There is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Maybe God... Let some of these obstacles to slip through to see if you're ready to potentially grow to another level and be what? Sustainable in every season. Nothing's moving me. Five. It's getting better. Keep going. Woo! And if anyone longs to be wise, you better ask God for some wisdom. He will give it you. And if you lack wisdom and opportunity... And he won't see your lack of wisdom. This is so good, I'm getting excited. I got to go slow. Because I get too excited. <laughs> read this, because this will really help you if you're really hearing me, man. If you really read, this is really good to you. You got to see this, right? He's saying, look, he's saying, if you lack wisdom, I'm not going to use this thing as an opportunity to scold you because you don't know what you're doing. I'm going to help you. This is the God you serve, man. He's too good. I, you don't want to need to hear me. Just read the Bible. It's better than me. And if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom. He'll give it to you. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with generous grace. Jesus, good God, man, come on. Even when I'm a pinhead, me, not you, when I'm a pinhead and I go in here and goes, you should have known this by now. What is wrong with you? He's like, let me give you some grace, get you through. We're going to get better at this. God is so long-suffering. God Almighty, ain't he good? I should just say amen and go home, but I got 10 more minutes of keeping you here. It's like penitentiary, you can't get out. Come on. I mean, it's good, right? Ain't that good? 
It's like, I, I got you locked up. Like, you can't leave. You know, it's like, I, 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 the timer says I got five minutes and 28 seconds. I'm taking every five minutes and 28 seconds. Because you guys are going to go back out there. Number three, write this down. It's going to help you. Be on guard against your enemy and resist him. You got to remember this. Be on guard against your enemy. Everybody's got one. You have an adversary. You know what that word adversary really means? A slanderer. That word adversary means slanderer. So what does it mean to slander somebody? It means to do something with your mouth against them, correct? Slander. So he's talking about you all day long. So what I want you to understand, your enemy ain't fighting with hands. He's fighting with words. And they're imaginary. They don't, the words, remember this, they don't have a voice. But you can hear them. Because you don't hear them audibly. You hear them internally. And I asked God one time ago, how come he can do that? Because the fall of man. I think I'm right. I said, how come we have to hear the enemy? Because the fall of man opened access through a voice that no one was ever supposed to hear. But because of Adam's sin, it opened up the floodgate. But here's the good news about God. He gave you the ability to what? Cast them down and have authority over them. They're never going to stop till you start disciplining them. Now, let me give you another thing here, okay? The reason why, now listen to me, I love you, look at me. Pull this in. The reason why some of you have a greater mental battle than others is because you're not disciplining the things coming in between your ears. The only way to shut him up is open your mouth and fight back. Do you get what I'm saying? He's going to keep on persisting. He doesn't stop. He's, he's, he's a real tool of the devil. He doesn't stop with his mouth. He's a slanderer. He's talking all day. Until you start speaking out of your mouth verbally against his attacks mentally, he's going to keep it up. He's a stinking bully. Put him in his place. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. But you got to fight. What's the fight? It's faith. Open your mouth. That's not who I am. That's not what I do. That's not what I think. That's not me. You got to identify with God and not these thoughts. And that's the problem we got with the kids. They're running around in society, and they don't know no better to think in these things. Who wouldn't think these things? But you have to teach them that their thoughts are not who they are. You understand that? That's what you teach your kids. Your thoughts are not who you are. You understand this? You understand this? I'm telling you, this is what you got to do. Well, I feel it. And you got nutso doctors running around telling these kids, oh, if that's what you feel, that's what you are. Tomorrow, what, are you going to wake up? You're a donkey? Look, man, look, it's stupid. Look, man, stupid is stupid. I identify with a donkey, so I'm going to go run around in the field. And I'm going to be a donkey for the day. Well, I identify as an old rich guy, and I'm going to do nothing all day, and start going to pay my bills. Come on, stop, man, come on. Realities, wake up, man, come on. Come on, identify with your God identity and just go, okay, and work it out. But who, who told you this stuff? Who keeps telling you this stuff? Filter it. Filter it through love, right? Four, here you go, last one. You're going to like it. it. They all kind of go together. This is a big one. You're going to have to be... Let me say this properly. Um, you're going to have to be able to master your moods. Because some of you are a little moody. You know what I mean? Your name's like Moody Judy. You know what I mean? Ain't nobody. Uh, come on. You know what I'm saying, man? You got to master your moods, man, some of you. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you're a little moody. You know what I mean? 
Come on now. Everybody laugh. Look at your neighbor say he's talking to you. <laughs> oh, I love it, right? You got to master your moods. If you want to be successful in life, you got to learn how to master your moods. When you're dealing with emotions that are holding you back, you got two options. You can either change it or you can redirect it. But here's the thing. Sometimes you need to change what you're feeling. Some emotions are destructive, and they damage, and they hurt, and they basically get you in a spot you don't need to be. Remember this. Sometimes your attitude includes your emotions. Got to change your moods. Got to be careful. You got to, everybody get a mood filterer, right? Amen? You know what I'm saying? Like, you ever been around somebody in the house, been a little moody? Come on, you know what I'm saying? How many of you know it's not really good to point that out when that's happening? But you ever been a little, <laughs> yeah, look straight ahead, just not. Like, okay, okay. No, but you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we got to get, we get a little moody. Now, let me explain to this thing why I brought this up, okay? Because what does this have to do with my authority? It has a lot to do with it. Watch this, okay? Watch this, okay? Your attitude includes your emotions. We're done. So what you're feeling should be the same as that of what Jesus feels. You need to ask yourself, how would Jesus respond in this situation? Would Jesus get irritated? Would Jesus yell at somebody? Would Jesus be up all night long wringing his hands and worrying that it's not going to work out? Would Jesus be fearful? Would Jesus be worried? Would Jesus be freaking out? No. Then you've got to instantly start learning how to dismiss these feelings that don't make me look like Jesus and feel like Jesus. Why? Because this is the thing. We got to redirect this stuff. The enemy is trying to get you to not think that God's for you. All these things are enemies against the truth of who God is. So all I'm asking you to do, and I'm not asking you for, for a lot today, is I want you to start identifying where this stuff's coming from and understand you got authority over all of it. And it's going to be internal before it ever starts looking like it's an external thing. Like Joyce Myers, right? She said the battlefield is the mind. It's true, Right? Starts in between, where did you get that thing, man? And I'm going to tell you what, Adam, he's the catalyst for it, right? Who told you that? Jesus wanted him to identify his thoughts. Why? Because Jesus knows a lot of the stuff you're hearing didn't come from him. And he's going to ask you the same question. Who told you that? Where'd that come from? Why are you believing that? Why are you thinking that? Where'd that come from? Did that come from me? And I thought something that I wanted to share with you, and then I'm going to let you go. Adam's walking around with truth. God gave him truth. Adam took the voice of reason and it basically destroyed him because he, he reasoned himself out of the truth because of a lie. But all the while, he had the truth. He didn't need the truth. He had the truth. So instead of meditating and focusing on the truth, he focused on the suggestion that was contrary to the truth. You think this thing changed? You think the devil's got new tricks? He doesn't. God's the same yesterday today, so is the devil. He's just going to try to get you to substitute what he's saying for the truth of what you already know God said. Don't be deceived. Don't allow it. Measure it up. Go, wait a minute. I got the truth. Here comes the suggestion that's saying something different than the truth. It's not my option to pick it up. Why? Because it's not going to lead me where I want to go. So, yeah, I know it looks like delay. Yeah, I know it looks like trouble. Yeah, I know it looks like drama. No, yeah, they're all suggestions. The truth is the truth. So all the while, the enemy is going to try to do the same thing he did with Jesus. Oh, surely if you eat at a tree, it ain't no big deal. 
No big deal if you take this other identification thought and put it. No, just don't do it. Listen, I'm telling you right here now, you know the truth. And a lot of times we know the truth. You just can't let those lies creep in here and go, oh, you ain't going to get. No, that ain't. No, that ain't the nature of my father. The Bible says that my father's a liberal giver and he gives to everyone that asks. Don't get stuck on God not coming through. He's going to come through each and every season because you know why? He not only gave you the greater one, he gave you the truth. Don't let go of the truth. Hold on to it. I didn't tell you ever all this stuff's going to be easy, but what are we doing? We're learning to grow. Amen? You're learning to grow. And just hang on. You know, sometimes you get too smart in this Christianity thing. You get too smart. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, such, no, just hang on. Remember when you had goofy faith? You just believed everything that God said and just went for it, and you didn't let circumstances get in the way? Go back to that. It's good. It's a good place to be. You know, when you were almost reckless and everybody thought you were crazy and you just hold on to nothing and just, just yeah, I got it. God's got me. And you're like, God's got you. Like, you're out in the field, bro. And God always came through. You know, sometimes we get too sophisticated in Christianity. You remember in the beginning? You were just hanging from the chandelier? Come on, baby, go swing again. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Hang on, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, remember when it was new and you believed God? You didn't know, you thought Jesus was coming back tomorrow. Remember them days? He might come back. Praise be to God, I'm going to be ready. You know what I'm saying? Just get that reckless kind of faith. Believe God, expect God. And notice, but I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to talk all month about this adversary. He's slippery, man. He's sneaky. He ain't stupid. Whoever said the devil is stupid lied. He's sneaky, man. And he, know, he, he hates you. And that's what you got to know. I got an adversary waking up every day trying to talk me out of what God gave me. And you know what you're going to do? You're going to be greater because you're going to believe the truth in every season of life. Come on, let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person listening today. I thank you, Lord. You're leading them. You're guiding them. You're helping them. You're, you're moving supernaturally in their midst. And you're going to do way more than we can ask or think for their life. I thank you, Lord, for leading them, guiding them helping them and giving them the wisdom to know when the enemy is speaking to them and let them walk in the truth and the victory that you have for them each and every day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.